You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Yeah, you could put your hands together for this time of worship. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, we're just going to jump right on in. Kids uh, and all of the next generation, uh, we just uh, love you guys. We're so excited that you're with us this morning. And uh, we have um, we've kind of put together the message in mind for our kids and our teens But adults, please don't check out because I think uh, there's something to be said about going back to basics and and learning foundational truths. And sometimes, I think even for me, um, I'm reminded of God's love just from the lips of our kids. And uh, if we stop learning from the next generation, we stop growing. And so uh, that leads us into our 4D church. We've covered three dimensions so far of the 4D church. The first one is going dark. This is creating a lifestyle of prayer, whatever that looks like for you. It could be a prayer closet or a prayer room, or it could be time with your spouse or time with a significant other. Uh, It could be time in your car during lunch. It could be going on a walk during lunch. Whatever works for you, it's a matter of creating a lifestyle hitting pause for a minute. Going dark is a military term of going off the radar to focus on a mission. Our mission is to be aligned with God. And so that's the first principle or the first dimension of being a 4D Christian and being a 4D church. The second dimension is going deep. Going deep. This is really important because I think a lot of times We stunt our growth right after salvation. We get baptized. Even some of us don't even know to get baptized. We don't understand what we need to do to obey God and to follow him and to grow into his likeness. And so we just kind of hit this stopping point when God is calling us to go deeper in his word, his understanding, kids, the Bible. It's very important. And I know Michael Miller, he teaches the Bible. Parents, reiterate what Michael is teaching, and you're gonna hear from him in just a moment. But we need to go deeper into our worship. Friends, you went deep into your praise and connection with God this morning. You could feel it shift in the atmosphere. That's the importance of going deep in your worship, going deep in relationship, going deep in growing more like Christ. And we can go on and on and on, but the principle here, the dimension here is that we constantly are going deeper into the things of God while our culture is going deeper in the ways of the world. And friends, a 4D church does not go in the current of the culture of the world. A 4D church creates the culture that the world will soon follow. That's the difference, friends. Yes, you can put your hands together because that's truth. And I would love, I'll start putting my hands together when we start seeing it more and more. It's because that's where the rubber hits the road of the tires of a 4D church. It's when the culture in Blanchester, Ohio, in Goshen and Morrow and Fayetteville and Wilmington and Clarksville and Lynchburg, Milford, any, anyone I miss? When that culture starts to notice that things are different, 
and that not just Elevation Community Church, but people who proclaim Jesus as Lord are starting to live their lives differently. That's when culture will be driven and impacted by the church. That's how it was designed. Going dark, going deep. And last week we unveiled growing daily. Kids, can you say this loud so that the parents understand what loud means? Say growing daily. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, other than just this side, let's get everybody ready. Growing daily. One, two, three. As loud as you can. Good job. Growing daily. How many of you kids, look, look at the adults next to you kids. Are they bigger than you? They better be. Usually they are. They're grown. They have a little bit more experience than you. And I bet you, even though that dad or grandpa lets you win in arm wrestling, they could probably take you out anytime, okay? But when you look at the adults, the design for you in life is to grow, not just physically, but to grow how you think, how you act in public and in school. All of it is about growing so that you can succeed and have a healthy life in the future and have a spouse that you get married to, right? And they're like, oh, and lots and lots of kids, and then you'll get to repeat what mom and dad showed you. And so today we're gonna focus on growing daily. And kids, I know, because I have two of them right here in the front, I know something that motivates kids and it's called treats. And in light of this weekend, I got some really awesome treats for every boy and girl who comes forward to the stage right now in less than 10 seconds. 10, nine, eight, no, don't grab yet. Come over here, come over here. Go by Mr. Zeke, go by Mr. Zeke, go by Mr. Zeke. I tell you guys, it works. It's amazing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I promise I have enough. Teens, if you wanna join us, you can. And if you want a fruit snack during the service, come on up. All right, so what we're gonna do, kids, is we're gonna demonstrate to everybody what it looks to grow in the midst of challenges. Have you ever faced anything in life? Hi, sweetheart. Have you faced anything in life that just feels like you can't win? Well, I'm here to tell you that as you grow in Jesus and as you grow in what God says about you, there's nothing you can't accomplish. So I am going to give all of these snacks to the winning team, to the winning team. The loser goes home with nothing. Sorry, we're not living in a millennial age where everyone gets a trophy. So what we're going to do is I need four people. Is she scared of me? Come here, babe. I scare my own kid. Oh, she wants a snack. Hey, one, one thing about daddy's things is they're rigged, okay? And, and guess what? You're a pastor's kid. Take one. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do, watch this, Emmy. This is pretty cool. So we need four kids. Zeke, get four kids on the rope. Here, hold this for me. You want to sit right here and we watch? Sit right here and watch. We need four kids. All right, let's do this quick, Zeke. We don't have all day. Grab hold the rope. Grab hold the rope. Grab hold the rope. 
right. All right. Now, we need a challenger, okay? We need a challenger, but I think you guys can win. You're all on the same team, by the way. So we need someone to compete with these three kids. Um, Kyle, come on up, bud. Woo! Yeah! Goliath. All right, take the rope. All right, you four, are you ready to take him down? Okay, so on the count of three, you're gonna pull with all you can and see if you can pull Goliath down. Ready? One, two, three, go! Come on. Wow, they're budging you. That's pretty good. Now really stand your ground, Kyle. Come on. Okay, all right, so stop. You guys did okay, but we need to grow your team. So let's get five more kids. Come on. Not 10. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Pull. Oh, come on, Kyle. Don't, don't disappoint, Kyle. Okay. There's like 15. Kyle, man. Okay, stop. Stop. Still not working. Everyone, go get a rope. All right. Come on, parents. Let's cheer them on. Ready. Set. Pull. It's a tree. Come on. Parents, it's not heavy sugar. It's fruit snacks and it's nut free. You're welcome. Let's hear it for our kids. If any of your children were shy, and didn't come up, parents, please just come up and grab a fruit snack for them. Kids, you can eat it during the service. Just wait till Tiffany gets up here to crinkle your wrappers, okay? All right, so we're gonna look at our scripture because what we just saw was there was a challenge. There was a Goliath. There was no way that just a few kids could take that kind of strength. And so the whole point is when we face challenges in life that we just can't seem to win, we have to understand that as we grow in God's word, as we grow in the ways in the person of Jesus, as we grow in our identity in Jesus, God tells us that all things are possible to those who believe. God says nothing is impossible with him who follows after me. Jesus says, abide and remain in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. How many of us face the tug of war of our life's challenges and we forget to remain and stay with Jesus? We waste so much energy, so much strength, and I wonder even what the results in life would be through the circumstances if we remembered this illustration to grow in the ways of God and not in the ways of the world. And so I'd like for us to focus on the scripture and then Tiffany's gonna come on up. The scripture in Colossians chapter two, verse seven. Now kids, those of you who can read, I would like the kids and the adults to read the words in yellow. So it goes like this, this is Paul speaking. And now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ, so he's talking to believers, followers of Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let's read together. Let your... Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. 
which you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. This is a challenge to us adults as we model to our kids what it looks like to win in life. Our world says a total different pathway is available to us to be successful. Your job, your academics, your abilities and your talents, your wealth or lack thereof, your reputation, the things you do. Sadly, it's the opposite with the kingdom of God. It is your humility and the meekness of our hearts. It's our surrender to God and the Holy Spirit. It's our foundation in the truth and how we live a life of love, sacrifice, and obedience. That's where growth happens in the believer. And so Tiffany's gonna come up, our AIM director, and share a little bit more about what this growth looks like. Can we hear it for Tiff? Come on. Don't worry, everybody. I won't make any kids cry. I promise. Maybe some adults. So hi, everybody. If you don't know me, I'm Tiffany Wiss, and I am the AIM director here of Student Ministries. So the last couple of months, we've been covering the importance, kind of going along with what we've been hearing about Sunday morning, the importance of going dark for the youth and getting into the word and what that looks like being in the life of a student. We've been talking about the importance of prayer and talking to the Lord and putting down the things that distract us, like our, our phones and the different things like that, social media, and being able to hear God's his voice in their lives. A couple weeks ago, I did a message on what it means to be rooted. So today, I'm going to go ahead and do pretty much the same message I did with the students with you all. So you can kind of get an idea if you're here and you're like, what do they even talk about at AIM or what is AIM like? So today, you're going to get a little taste of what our large group is like. So as you can see here, I brought my herb garden from home. And yeah, I kind of killed it. It's my plant that I killed. Um, if you know me, I, I like to try to pride myself in that like, I'm an organic gardener. But in reality, I usually end up killing all the plants. Like I start out with really good intentions. You know, like when I got this, I planted it and I had all these different herbs. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to grow this it's going to look so great, and then I'm going to be able to use it to cook, and then in the winter, I'll bring it inside and put it in front of a window, and I'll be able to use this all year and get so much use out of it. Well, that obviously isn't going to happen. So we are going to look at this plant that I killed, and we're going to also look at this beautiful tree that's going to be up on the screen, and we're going to look at the things about this tree that make it healthy and beautiful and the things about this poor dead plant that I killed and how this parallels in our lives with Christ and meaning us growing to be healthy, strong believers in the life of Christ. So I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3 with you all. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow in the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight 
in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like the trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. I love that scripture. So first we're going to look at this beautiful plant here and why it died. Well, the first main reason is I kind of did not water it. I started out watering it when I first got it. Like every day I would go out and water it and talk to it and like think about the recipes I could use, you know. Well, then I got busy. I'm a busy woman. You know, I got four kids. I, I run this ministry with all these crazy students. My kids do sports. I coach. I'm a busy woman. So I kind of like forgot about the plant and stopped watering it. And I didn't look, I, I didn't look after it, obviously. If you look at that beautiful tree on the screen, I like to think when it was small and originally planted, when it was a little baby tree, I'm sure that somebody was looking after it daily, just like we see in Psalms verse um, 2, where it says, they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating in it day and night. You guys, it is so important that we be in the word of God daily, meditating on the words of God day in and day out. Because if we don't, this is the water in our life. That is what nourishes us and helps us grow you can't just expect to come here once a week or come to AIM once a week and get watered and be able to sustain what's going to come through the week. Just like this plant. I mean, honestly, I think I kind of watered it once a week, if I'm being totally honest. Maybe. Sometimes I think it was probably like every other week seeing why it died. So the healthy tree on the screen, it was nurtured. It had people. It had a community around it pouring into it, helping it grow. Which brings me to my next scripture, 1 John 1, 7. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from sin. So I want to ask you some questions this morning. Who's pouring into you? Who are you having fellowship with? Are the people around you in your life are they people who will water, will pour water in your life with things of God that will help you grow? Or is it people in your life that are going to lead you to the dark and where your faith is going to dry out? It's definitely something that we each need to look at because I'm telling you, the people that you surround yourself with, you will become like those people. Um, don't believe me, look back in your life and look at seasons of your life where you fell away from the Lord and look at the community that you were around. And I guarantee it wasn't people that were pouring truth into you. Next, let's look at the beautiful plant again. Okay, so the next problem with it was I left it in the heat. All right, I, my back deck, the sun just <laughs> cooks all day. And I don't know why, but I just left it there. I kind of forgot about it, left it there. And so what eventually ended up happening was it just kind of dried up, okay? When this plant was doing well and I was watering it and I was nurturing it and it had community around it pouring into it, it actually was producing. I mean, you can probably see here. It, you know, I actually did cook and, and use it some before I killed it. But it was producing and it was beautiful, but then... It just started to dry up, and it stopped producing, okay? Now, if you look at the healthy tree there, 
you can see that this tree, it thrived, okay? You can see the branches spread. It eventually produced some fruit, and it, it had so much use for it. If we are not meditating daily in the word, and we're not getting alone with the Holy Spirit, and we don't have healthy people around us pouring into our life, you will eventually, you will dry out. We at AIM, we want to see our students, we want to see them thrive. We want to see them grow in their faith and in their giftings. And we want to see them bear fruit, okay? We want to see them spread Christ with their friends and start to see a change around them. I'm going to look at one more parallel here with our plants. We look at our dead plant here. Well, what eventually happened, probably split out here. The roots in this thing, they dried up. Because it wasn't being nurtured and poured into daily, the root system of this plant dried up, which eventually brought death to my plant. But if you look at this tree up on the screen, look at how strong those roots are. Look at that root system. And we know if you've studied plants and kids, if you're here, if a tree doesn't have a strong root system, it's not going to be able to withstand storms, all right? As soon as a big gust of wind comes, that tree would just fall right over. But if you look at that tree, even like that tree could survive a hurricane, even the most fierce winds, that tree would stand. So since this plant wasn't watered daily and poured into, its roots eventually dry, they dried up and my plant died. So sad. We desire to see our students at AIM, we desire to see them have strong roots in their faith. We want to see them grow deeper in their time with the Lord. We want them to crave God's word. We want them to seek his face. And we want to see our students have a community around them to help them. Not when, or not if, but when. Because we all know, right, adults, we know storms are going to come in our life. Storms are going to hit our students. So we want, when those storms come, we want our students to have strong roots. We want them to be rooted in God's word and a community so they can withstand those storms. We want them to be planted like the tree planted by the river, bearing fruit and strong in storms. And not only strong in storms, but we want to see them prosper. We want to see them grow stronger when the storms of life hit. So speaking of community, I want to bring up a few of our AIM students that, and I don't even know if they're here. Raise your hand, guys. If my leadership team, are you guys here? Oh, there, I see. Okay. All right. So um, I want to bring up a few of my AIM students who I have seen growth in. And I'm so proud of these students. And not only that, but I've seen them grow in their leadership in, in our AIM ministry. Um, so let's see. Bryce Bando, where are you? Let's give them a hand. Come on up. They're a little shy. They like being the center of attention, but not like this. Uh, speaking of which, Nick Musselman, come on up. Let's give him a hand. And I kind of know this next one, Drew Wiss. I kind of know him. Come on up here, guys. And um, my last one, Anna Lee. I don't know if any of you remember her, but she got baptized at the service um, when we came back from camp. She's also on our leadership team, but she couldn't be here today because she's out of town. So these students right here, they are, they're awesome. 
And they came up with an idea of, we got together and we were talking about how can we grow our ministry further? Because we want to see lives change, right? We want to see students in this community become like that tree. And so they came up with an idea. Many of you probably remember when we came back from Rush Camp, which was our summer camp. And if you were here, you saw there was so much life change. We had students give their life to Christ. We had students rededicate their lives for the Lord. And it was pretty amazing. So these students were like, we want to see that happening year round. We don't want to just wait, you know, for summertime to go back to camp. But we want to see that all through the night through the year. So we started to make, well, they decided that they wanted to do a rush night. So this past Sunday night, we had our first rush night, and it was just amazing. We had over 40 students come. The director of rush camp actually came, Scott Price, and he spoke about identity and the mass that we put on. And it was just, it was a fabulous night. So let's give a hand for this leadership team. Yeah. Because without them, that would not have happened. But one more thing I want to say about these guys, and this is something that my heart is, if, if you're a student here, this is my heart for you, is what these guys are doing is they're discovering talents that God has given them. You all have gifts. When you receive the Holy Spirit, he gives you gifts. And he doesn't want you just to keep those gifts and let them dry up like this plant. But he wants to see you use the giftings that the Holy Spirit has given you, and he wants you to get in his word and his presence and a community, and he wants to see you grow like that tree. So I'm seeing that from these guys, and I'm so proud of them. So at AIM, we're looking for ways for our students to grow and be rooted, okay? Um, But this takes more than just us. This is where we need you parents. We really need you parents to partner with us and invest time in your student, pray with your student. You know, I, I don't want to preach, but how many of you guys are praying with your student? Like actually sitting down with your student and laying a hand on them and praying over them. You guys, from working with them, they need it. They need your prayer more than you know. Well, I'm sure you do know. They need your prayers. How many times are we getting God's word out with our students and reading God's word with them? And last but not least, parents, we have to model it. And I know I, I'll be honest, if you know me, I'm very honest. I fail daily at modeling it for them. I mean, I constantly am messing up. But you know what, guys? That doesn't mean we need to give up and not try. They need us. We need you. Jeff and I leading this ministry we need you parents. We need to partner with you because this, this next generation, you guys, as much as they like to call me a boomer and make fun of me and call me an old lady, they need us. They need us and we need them. So um, where am I? Oh, Alan. Alan Eversall coming up here. Okay, give, give this guy a hand. Alan is one of our adult mentors at AIM, and he's just amazing. Like, I can't imagine running this ministry without having this guy here. Um, But if you don't know Alan, get to know him. But he's coming up, and he is just coming up to say a prayer. And I just want us to spend some time this morning 
And I just want us to pray for all the students in this room. So if you're here and, um, you know, you're a parent or just an adult and you see, like, well, there's kids. We have next generation all around us. So, you know, if, if you're comfortable, if you want to, like, lay a hand on a student next to you or a child and just pray for them or extend your hand out, can we just spend some time and just um, ask God to come and grow our next generation to be rooted? Last night, I spent a little time at the dinner table praying over what God would have me say today. And so I'm just going to read exactly what I wrote down last night. And uh, I'm going to say this as a prayer. And uh, as I'm speaking, if you would, just extend your hands out towards uh, parents, towards children, towards our youth. And uh, just speak God's blessings over them, however the Spirit wills it to you. The Lord said, bless the teens and the parents. I bless them right now, Jesus. Let them know that I love them. I recklessly pursue them, beg them to meet me in prayer, and I will answer. Listen for my subtle voice. It will bring peace and comfort to all those with sorrow. It will be like a drought-stricken tree receiving rain, but this will be living waters. The roots will grow deep and will cleanse them inside out. They will spread their branches and begin to bear fruit. Tell them to seek my face and know that I am God, and these things will come true. Otherwise, they'll be thrown away as a useless branch and will wither. Pursue God and drink from the well of Jesus. Let his living waters course through your veins. Grow your roots deep. I bless all of you in Jesus' name. And I pray that these words will ring loudly in your ears. God, I pray that our youth, our children, and our parents hear the calling of the Holy Spirit right now. I pray that you draw them closer and closer into relationship. And any of those that fear God, I pray that right now you help them lay all that fear at your feet so that they can commune with you. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys can go sit down. You're off the hot seat. Um, lastly, I just want to say, too, a little plug. When the service ends today, if you're here and you have a student, 7th through 12th grade, we're going to make, um, back in the e-kid space, we're going to make some pancakes uh, because we like to eat at AIM. And uh, we're going to go outside and play a little football in the side yard here and just have a little fun. So parents, you're welcome to stay and get a little dirty with us and have some fun and just spend some time connecting and getting to know each other. So if you're here and your student isn't connected with AIM, um, Alan, Jeff, and I, we would love to um, spend some time getting to know you. So that's all. Hey, guys. Jeff and Tiffany are the ones pouring into your, your teens. And this is the kind of stuff that, that they get. Could you guys give them one more, like... Stand up for these guys. Give them a round of applause, man. You guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. Thank you.
Yeah, I, I get a chance sometimes to talk to some of their teens, and I can see how much they're growing. I can see how much you're pouring into them, and, and it's just it's an amazing thing. But um, kids, could you stand up? Just the kids. All right, all right, all right. So this is a time where you're allowed to just talk without raising your hand, okay? Somebody tell me over the last, like, two months, who have we been learning about? Shout it real loud, everybody. Okay, okay. And so with this, we've been studying a question that I happen to have on my wrist that starts with what would, what is it? So everybody say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Good, good, good. So kids, you can sit down. Good job, guys. So moms and dads, you might see somewhere close to you in the, in the seat in fr- pocket in front of you, I have one of these little things that says parent guide. Go ahead and grab it. I, have, I only have about three or four per row, but you guys can share. Keep this. Take a picture of it. Put it on your phone. And those of you that are, are listening online, email us, you know, contact at myelevationcc.org. And, and, and I'll email you a picture of this thing. Because what I want to do is I want to have parents and kids learn together with this stuff that we're learning. You guys just saw that your kids are learning, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but how many parents knew that we were doing a Jesus series, and our theme was, what would Jesus do? If I had you raise your hands, I'm afraid some of you might not know. So I, I want to change that, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers but I want to change that. So parents, I want to challenge you. And this is a guide to help us. If you look on the left side, it says lessons. And in October, you can see we learned about the temptation of Jesus, the life of John the Baptist, which we talked about death. That was tough. Um, We talked about how Jesus fed the 5,000, how Jesus calmed the storm. And then what we're going to learn this upcoming month here in November is we're going to talk about the transfiguration. That'll be a tough one with kids, but that should be fun. Uh, how Jesus washed feet, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the, the Great Commission, and Jesus' ascension. So, like, we're getting into some really important stuff before December, before we start looking at these Advent blocks and, and start looking at Advent and start thinking about Christmas. We're getting going to finish a big story, a big, a big study on Jesus. So I want these kids to see Christmas is not just about getting cool stuff. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, and they're going to understand who Jesus is. So parents, this could be a major moment in your kid's life because they're going to hear about salvation. That's big. This could be the moment that your kid gives their life to Jesus. So what I want you parents to do is pray with me, and and not just parents, church, pray with me that these kids, that they accept Jesus as their Savior. At E-Kids, I'm really just doing the foundational thing, trying to build the, the building blocks to help your kids grow. And salvation, obviously, is that first block. So to help with these stories, I want you to review them with the kids. Now that you have this, take a look at the right. I've been asking these kids with these, with these stories, what did Jesus do? So I'm the kids later, man. I'm Michael Miller, the E-Kids director, and we do things kids style here. So I want everybody to repeat the question. What did Jesus do? What would Jesus do today? And what should you do? Good, good, good. So review these stories with your kids 
and ask him these questions. Now, kids, I want you to stand up one more time. Another thing I want them to think about is when we're talking about Jesus or really any story, right? I want the kids to know it with your mind. So kids, point at your head, do this. I want you to know about Jesus. And I want you to believe Jesus in your heart. So point at your heart. Come on, Easton. (laughs) I want you to believe Jesus in your heart and I want you to act it out. I want you to do what Jesus says feet. So everybody hit your feet. I didn't wear my mismatched shoes today and I'm sorry. Or you guys can sit down. So please, parents, please, 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 I'm begging you. Your challenge is to take this. Take a picture of it with your phone because I know you're going to lose it. It's okay. Take a picture because you're not going to lose your phone. I'm pretty sure. And ask them, what did Jesus do? Ask them, what would Jesus do? Ask them, what should you do? Ask them to say, hey, know this with your mind. Know this with your heart. Act it out with your feet. Please, I'm begging you. Learn these stories. Teach them about Jesus. Partner with me. Can, can we do that? Oh, nobody's going to do it, Phil. Like, I'm a kid. I told you I'm a kid's director. Can we do that, parents? All right. Well, let me turn it back. We got one more illustration from Brother Phil. Actually, I'm not going to, I'm going to save the illustration for time. I know kids are past their attention uh, uh, standpoint. Um, kids, what I'd like for you to do, kids all the way uh, preschool or, or, or younger, all the way to 12th grade, would you just stand up right now? Teens, go ahead. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Ricky, could you play behind me? Now what I'm going to do, parents, maybe you brought a, a neighbor or a friend. Maybe you're a grandparent. I want you to rally around your kids. And I want you to put your hands over your kids. So Joseph and Emery, would you come over here? We're going to take a moment and pray over our kids, okay? This is only something that really you can do. Maybe you're a single parent here. Maybe you're a grandparent that is uh, basically raising your children. This is something we want to do. Uh, I don't do enough, but I know that my wife, I see her every, every single night, go into the kids' room before we go to bed and pray over each child. And so I'd just like to do that right now. If maybe your parents aren't here, if, if you see a kid doesn't have adults around them, just go and ask them if you could just touch their shoulder. Now, those adults who maybe your children are grown and they're not here, or maybe you don't have children of your own, I want you to spot, visualize a child, a teen, and I want you to lock into that and pray for them. And then I want to challenge you after the service. I want you to go up to the kid gently. Don't scare them. And uh, get their name and ask them what you can pray for. Guys, this this is how we be the church of the next generation. So we invest in the kids. Not just your own, but those who are the next generation in our church. So let's pray right now. Mom and dad, go ahead. Just take a minute and just pray over them. Whatever comes. This may be new for you, and that's okay. 
I'm just going to give you a moment. Pray over your kids right now. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. 